Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic themes. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. My Wow, my volume. I got a new microphone for Christmas, so it's... Oh. I got to get used to this volume. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. Um, let's see. So, big surprise today. Uh, Trump declared, was it December 30th? No, or, it was actually yesterday, I thought. Uh, the 29th. Because yesterday, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Trump declared the 29th of December a national, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a day of observance for St. Thomas Beckett. Right. Which the 29th is his optional feast day for Catholics. Okay. Which is why he chose that day. That is that is very cool. The fact that... <laughs> it's uh, really cool, isn't it? president, who's not Catholic, mind you, would even right. bring it up. But actually pronounce that, uh, you know, churches and schools, when um, appropriate, should consider the day and, and give some reverence to it. That's really cool. Yeah. I we've not quite had anything like that. Yeah. It's just it's kind of mesmerizing the way this happens and yet well we don't know what's going to happen yet. So So Trump Trump you know here here's what needs to be said. Um and I'll challenge any any old stupid bishop or cardinal in the US to to uh to demonstrate otherwise Trump is consistently out-Catholicing the so-called Catholic Joe Biden. Yeah. Hell, he's out-Catholicing uh, bishops. <laughs> A lot of the bishops. Half the bishops out there are embarrassed by Thomas Beckett. But mm-hmm. uh, he was a martyr who uh, stood against the government. Uh, that's what yeah. he's famous for. And I don't know. So we sh- you're right. We should do a podcast just on Thomas Beckett. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a podcast uh, sometime for him and, and and sort of clarify a little bit of of what went on. Um, it was kind of a, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't as formal and drawn out a thing as as for example Joan of Arc's uh, situation. It was it was more uh, right. heated and you know so and there was uh, resistance. yeah we, we should cover that sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, look, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody's scared to death that we're going to lose Trump. And I just, I want to do one more podcast about Trump. And I want to address something that, look, I think he's loved by America, not just admired. I think there's a deep fraternal love for him. And, mm-hmm. um, it's unlike anything that we've had for any other president, I think. Maybe even, even Abraham Lincoln. Well, we love Abraham Lincoln now, but not quite in the same way. Now, because we were talking but, the other day, and I said I said that I love Trump, and you said I have a deep admiration for him, and I went back and deleted that because I thought, well, that sounds corny. But no, I don't think it needs to sound corny though. There's there's something there, and I wanted to talk about it because I. I did a little bit of research on it, and all I really found were what uh, what liberals have posted about it. And I thought, wow, mm-hmm. they're doing such a disservice, not just to him, but to the people who admire him and the people who follow him. And yeah, because um, all you'll find there is is that they say that the you know Trump supporters uh, only support him because he's 
I don't know, racist. This or that. Yeah, they, whatever. Well, there's yeah, a list I mean, of 14 things here. 14 reasons why we follow Trump. None of them quite tell why. The, Look, mm-hmm. he goes on. I, I, I saw it happen in several different cases where he would go to, um, like, he would go to a hospital and visit mm-hmm. there. And you see kind of hallway. This this is stuff taken with a cell phone, not with the news cameras. Um, oh, okay. So he's not, this isn't choreographed. Right. And this isn't showboating. And this is him mm-hmm. visiting the people in a hospital. And and I'm, I'm this is going back. I, I remember seeing this and then other things like it like two or three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He's walking through the hospital and the staff are kind of lined up, I guess, like next to the rooms wherever they're working. And they're all saying, we love you, Trump. We love you, Trump. One after another. The patients yeah. were coming out and saying, yeah, we love you, Trump. Right. Nobody said that to Reagan or G.W. Bush. Yeah, he inspires a sense of personal connection that, that that's undeniable, that, that yeah. none of our other presidents have. He, um, well, now, that finally, in, in this past year, they started uh, chanting it at his rallies. We love you. We oh, love okay, you. okay, um, right. And... I've also seen clips of, you know, when Trump visits with a person one-on-one, like maybe goes to a restaurant and stops to talk to people, um, Mm -hmm. they break down in tears. He connects to them in a way that no other president has. And I I know, okay, look, let's say Trump called me tomorrow and said, Eric, I know it looks like everything's over and I'm going to ask you to do something. And it's probably not going to help the cause. It's not really going to help anyone. But I want you to uh, storm such and such uh, building with your gun. And you're probably going to get shot down. And this is the last. I'd probably call my friends and say, well, guys, I, I guess I'm not going to see you tomorrow. Cause, Let's uh, have a last round. <laughs> yeah, because Trump asked me to do this and I'm going to do it. Um, but he inspires that kind of commitment from people and yeah yeah so the i i'm looking online at at why and what's weird is it's not an ideological type of commitment like right like a cult leader or somebody like that it's it's not like that right um well i i've got 14 reasons here they say we are so and and this it irritated me to read this because i thought have you not even looked into it have you not even asked anyone um the first one is practicality uh because he gives the tax cuts and so uh the way they have it labeled never inspired anybody to love a president no practicality trumps morality i don't that's just stupid yeah no that's (laughs) yeah um they don't really explain why but the brain that's not even worth like that's just moronic you know it is that's We've had tax breaks. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't love people who cut taxes. We we appreciate it. We should, Maybe hey, even cool. admire them. We should have our uh, yeah. We should love. have our money, not you. But but no, that's not love. That's. And then there are a lot of insulting ones, like the brain's attention system is more strongly engaged by Trump. I think that's supposed to be like we have a short attention span. Um, huh fear factor we're we're scared of the threat of the left well well that's that's true we are there's a that's not why we love him, of but, that but yeah um 
relative given given the behaviors i would say there are a lot more people who are under the sway of the left in a weirdly cultish sense come to think of it who seem strangely and unaccountably afraid of the right than vice versa and who seem violently opposed to the right they yeah. They feel like yeah. the, it has the violence to be is out fought. of a yeah, mm-hmm. and we don't feel that way. I mean, we we feel like it has to be conquered and yeah. defended against, but, but we not, don't feel like it has to be violent. Not, we don't need to burn anything the, the down. Sort of right, right. Which is one of the other reasons some men just want to watch the world burn. I, there is that. Some who, who's burning some the world like right that. now? Hmm. Um, some people want to dominate others. I don't. I don't know how Trump helps us dominate anyone. Um, and then there's things like conspiracy theories and, of course, the ultimate racism and bigotry. Um, they, they missed it on every single point. But, you know, if we look back, I mean, it, if you wanted to look at a Trump supporter, um, I think you might look back to the Tea Party, maybe. But I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe even before that. You remember in the 80s when Rush Limbaugh got big? Mm-hmm. He had that same kind of massive support. Wasn't love, but he he had this, like, just a huge, out of nowhere, it seemed. It's like, yeah, springing up everywhere. People would refer to themselves proudly as ditto heads, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was mostly because um, we think a certain way and we talk even a certain way back then you could talk a certain way in public and uh yeah. now you can't but we we thought this way and nobody on television or any media would uh would say voice that like for that us. or or yeah give give a uh, voice to it that's right that's you, right you, yeah the, i mean the the the, the people's um the, the growth of popularity for rush limbaugh was was almost like um, it was almost like like you're you're like we were a bunch of people living in this this dirty filthy village set in the middle of a jungle somewhere, and then somebody came and in the middle of our village dug a deep well, and suddenly we had access to fresh water. That's what the Rush Limbaugh thing was like. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the Rush Limbaugh phenomenon. Because every time you turned on the TV, no matter what it was, you hear yourself being insulted, and it's like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm like, not a racist. Suddenly, Why are you calling me? And finally, you a turn guy... to the radio three times, a, three hours a day, and wow, I'm drinking fresh water instead of swamp water here now. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly like that. Um, and I think we start off with that because mm-hmm. while Rush Limbaugh was the the media version of that, we hadn't really experienced it politically. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. We had guys talking like that. We had guys coming out saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut taxes. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Christian. I'm with you guys. But once it came but time never to... never quite brought it. Yeah. They once just, they were in. They never yeah, did the things they said they were going to do. Every was lackluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on top of that, once they were in, they would distance themselves from us. It's like you campaigned mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, you came to us and said, vote for base. you. Right. Why are you yeah. pretending you don't want to be a part of us now? What's what's up with that? Um, so Trump starts off by being that political guy that that 
that breath of uh, fresh air, that, that well with deep water that we can finally, hey, not only does he say the things we think, but now we can actually vote for him. Now it's more than just listening to him and getting wound up on the radio. Now we can cast a vote. Mm-hmm. And this is the first guy. At first, we just think, you know, maybe he's going to do it. Maybe he'll really yeah, do it. A lot of people were skeptical that first time around, 2016. Yeah. They're, they're like, well, is he just saying what he needs to say? I mean, gosh, look at his, his his what he's saying now doesn't reflect a lifetime of behavior that we can look at and 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 believe on its merits. So where is all this coming from? And okay. so a lot of people, yeah, hold on a second. So a lot of people, okay. Uh, talking about Trump, he was. Uh, you were saying that he was kind of like that. Like, okay, he's he was kind of like Rush version. Limbaugh. Except now we actually get to vote for him. Rush Limbaugh never put himself out there for office or anything like that. And I was pointing out that that in e- e- there was even skepticism about that in 2016 because Trump was saying things that he. It's not like he had a lifetime of behaviors backing those up that we could believe in right. on on those merits. So a lot of people uh, were skeptical and they said, "Well, he's saying the right things and." I obviously can't vote for Hillary Clinton, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for Trump. Uh, and then within, I think, even the first year, it was becoming increasingly evident not only that Trump intended everything that he said, but the he actually seemed to be weirdly effective at getting it done, too. Yeah, Unlike any other politician has ever done, because politicians yeah. are famous for not getting anything done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's out there getting stuff done. And <clears throat> not only that, but he's convincing people who maybe lean to left to come back to our side. He's convincing people that there's nothing wrong with being conservative. We didn't call him conservative, right. but he's bringing people over instead of doing like George W. Bush did, saying he's going to reach across the aisle, which basically means well, give in yeah. to what the left wants. <clears throat> I'm going to reach across in order to give them stuff they want. Right. He's reaching across, grabbing people on the left and bringing them <laughs> over that, to okay. us. Come on it's, over. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about, uh, especially the people who were kind of with him from the start, they are very patriotic people in that they, they love America as much as you could love a country. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side of that, most of them see the country kind of disappearing because of the policies of the left and just because culturally it you turn on the TV. Well, like we said, you, you go on, you hear the radio, you hear Rush Limbaugh so that at least you can forget for a little while what they're doing in the mainstream media, the way they constantly assault the American way of doing things and the American attitude and the American uh, greatness. they It's as if all the stuff we've done just kind of happened by itself. We didn't have anything to do with it, and our country didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Or it, shouldn't have been done in the first place. Yeah, say, uh, evil things. I mean, it's, it's like, like all the achievements that America and, and, I mean, Europe had its place in history, but let's face it, in the in the 20th century, so many real achievements in the world were driven by America. Now, it's starting to diffuse a little more, and we're seeing a lot more coming from around the world as well, but so much that we have these days is American in origin. Yeah. 
And it's like that fact alone. It's like it's like there's people who think none of those things should have happened. The world should not have these things that we have right now. Right. And it's not just that we did it, but people sacrificed a lot to get it done. Uh, I mean, not just things like World War Two, where millions of people died, but uh, we we did a lot to fix the country during the Great Depression. Um, a lot of things that shouldn't have been done because the government was misleading people. But mm-hmm. still, people made huge sacrifices and people worked hard to overcome that. And so you look at American history and you really you see a lot of greatness and a lot of people see it that way. And for a long time now, we've been made fun of and ridiculed and and it's almost like we became irrelevant. And as we watch what we always thought of as American ingenuity and American, uh, the, the American attitude of, yeah, I can do it. Don't tell me I can't do it because I will do it. It was mm-hmm. just dying. And yeah, Trump was the guy who, who, uh, who made it clear, not it just to, he made it clear to the rest of the world, Hey, we're not dying. We're going to come back, and we're going to get back to how we used to do things. Yeah, he hinted at a, a at a, a at a resurrection of that spirit. Yeah, and so which seems to be uniquely American. I mean, the rest of the world these days, and a lot of Americans these days, refer to it derisively as I don't know American cowboyism. Yeah, this this spirit of yes, we can get it done, and we're going to get it done, even if you tell us it can't be done. If it if it's something that is worth doing, we'll figure out how to do it, and we'll probably be rude and and crude while we're doing it, but we'll still get it done. But it'll be done, yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that again, Trump's uh, crudeness—they call it crudeness. I just call it boldness. Um, yeah, it just touched people in a way that we hadn't been touched in such a long time. That it just again, just added to this sense that uh, not only is he saving what we love, but he's showing the rest of the world how worthy it is to be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that there's something here worth saving. You know, I I think there's another part of it that... I, I don't know this for sure. Um, I, I think it goes back to kind of a, a military love that men would have for their... For a good general. Um, oh, right, right. And even their immediate superiors, if, if he was yeah. a really good one. That, yeah. yeah, yeah that, I mm-hmm. think of general because I, I, it, I specifically think about a story about uh, General Lee um, during the, uh, the wilderness battle. Battle of wilderness. wilderness. I don't even know what you call this. The wilderness campaign. This is 1864. And there was a bunch of Texans ready to fight under uh, another general, General General Gregg, I think it was. And General Lee tells Gregg, get your men, get your Texas brigade ready. Let them know that I'm going to be watching them throughout this mm-hmm. battle. Uh, because apparently they had come up to a battle line and they just couldn't, they couldn't move forward and they couldn't go back. They couldn't move. And they had been there for a while. So he says, I'm going to send the Texans in. And all these soldiers are running through the battlefield, and there's General Lee, like, right out in the middle of them. 
and he takes oh. his hat off mm-hmm. and he says, uh, Texans always could move him. And, uh, one of the other, one of the, I guess he was just a private turns to his comrade and says, uh, I would charge hell itself for that man. Uh, mm-hmm. and he said it through tears, you know, and I think, yeah, maybe there's a sense of that. There's a guy who's willing to take bullets for us. <laughs> Lord knows Trump has been doing that. Yeah, he's I mean figuratively, but nonstop. Yeah. Uh, he's he's willing to fight for us, and he's willing to let us fight. And we haven't had that in a long time. I mean, and it's Reagan, for a commitment maybe, to the but, good of America and American citizens. That's a, I mean, so many people don't get that that that. He's taking all of this abuse not to feed some kind of yeah. egomaniacal uh, trip that he's on, but because he sees it as good and necessary for American citizens. Yeah, um, I think I unlike see, Joe I... Biden and Kamala Harris, who I guarantee is on this for an egomaniacal trip. Definitely, and I, I don't think the I don't think the left can see this. Because they hear him, they hear him boast, and I think they they take that as him being narcissistic, mm-hmm. which I don't. Maybe he is narcissistic, but he still loves America, and he still loves American yeah. citizens, not just America, but the people who live in America. Yeah, not America as an idea, but America as a people. He has this deep respect and love for the citizens. I don't think. I, it might be one of those things, either you see it or you don't. Either you get it or you don't. And maybe there are some people who really can't see it because of the way he yeah, jokes may- around. <laughs> maybe that's the once we get through our 14 uh, uh, misreasons why people think uh, Trump is so loved. <laughs> I don't know. We could come up with some reasons why the left is so incapable of seeing. Yeah. What's yeah, good they, for America? I mean, I, I guess there's a certain section of the left that we have to just slice off and dismiss because they don't want to see what's good for America. They want America to be under the thumb of China uh, or something like that. There, there's leftists that hate America. Some of them are, are politicians and senators and so forth. Um, we don't need to worry about those. But I, I think there are leftists who somehow are so mixed up that that they believe that they love America and yet for some reason are just incapable of seeing that Trump is what's best for America. Why are they so incapable of seeing that? That's something worth talking about. That is a that is a discussion because it, it I really don't understand that. I mean, I I was in love with Trump from almost the start. Uh certainly after his first year as president. Mm-hmm. And I just, I never saw any, and I get, like I said, he, he boasts about things, but he, he does it with a sense of humor. He's got. Yeah, he's definitely got a sense of humor. He knows he's being funny <laughs> when he says, yeah, that was a perfect phone call or my, my uh, Trump Towers is the perfect tower. Uh, everything that he has is yeah. perfect and the best there ever is. And it's. <laughs> It's not like, um, yeah, I have great respect for women. He would say, I have more respect for women than anyone. It's always mm-hmm. he's he's the pinnacle of yeah, everything. The superlative. <laughs> and it, I, they just don't see the humor in that. I think yeah. it's hilarious. 
<laughs> I love the one where <laughs> uh, there was some, I don't know, the, the, who's the, the, the always angry girl that, uh, uh, keeps talking about the environment, Greta something or other. Oh, the the teenager. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he post, Trump put that post. Seems like a very nice girl with a bright future. So very happy girl with a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> he's. But you know the other thing is even when he's not being deliberately humorous like that, he he's he does things. He knows what he's doing is is triggering the extreme leftists. Yeah, and and, and then it's like you know everybody's head explodes, and then he just kind of gets to enjoy it. The thing is, okay, let's say people did not uh, explode when they hear these things. I still think he would say them. Oh, right. I think it's his form of humor, and he... it's just it's just a kind of yeah. Yeah. Now that he knows it makes everybody so angry, he does enjoy it's, it. But he's even more. Yeah. But but yeah, it's uh, I kind of like a reverse self-deprecation. Like like you know how people are always self-deprecating. Yeah. And it's like he says things in the superlative, expecting you to know that he's being humorous, and I've, that's the that's the self-deprecation. I've heard people describe him who knew him before he ever even thought about politics and mm-hmm. that's how they describe him they say he was oh, really? always that way mm-hmm. he was always the best i heard an interview with him uh saying why he was divorcing uh i think his first wife and mm-hmm. he's what did he say something like i shouldn't have to have sex with a girl who's had a baby <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it's anyone so awful, saying yeah, that? That's... <laughs> it's so bad, but you gotta... but he knows it's bad, he, and yeah. he knows it's ridiculous. <laughs> but he's a billionaire, and he's allowed to say things like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I just some people can't look at that and see humor, and it just angers them. And I I feel sorry for those people. Yeah, yeah. There is one. There's one more part that. I I think it affects all of us, but I think it affects certain people certain ways. And I don't know how to describe, I don't know how to describe it and make it without, I don't want anyone to think, well, I'm better than you because I understand this or I get this or I'm of this class. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay, let's say uh, your youngest son, uh, I don't know. He he went downtown and he had some drinks and he got in a little bit of a brawl and he gets arrested. And they're holding mm-hmm. him at the cell. Uh, bail is set at $2,000. What would you do? Okay. Say Just that you again. personally. Your, your, youngest son, your youngest son went downtown and he had a little bit too much to he drink and he got in a fight. And they're holding him Bale's there $2, and bail is $2,000. What would you do? I'd probably let him sit until the morning and then go post it. Okay. Um, would you it get depends a on on not right away. I mean, uh, okay. Not 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 just. I you know I don't know not not because bail's already been set. There's maybe no it bail was hearing. A, maybe I shouldn't have asked such a personal question. I I get the point that I kind of want to draw towards is the fact that there are certain people um, who come across problems like that. And there's a plan. You 
if you if you got to bail them out, you bail them out. Uh, maybe. Maybe even if you don't have the money, you could borrow the money from somebody and bail them out. And then you got to mm-hmm. hire a lawyer and you got to go to court. There's a and process you, do this you expect. And that. Okay, now we need a lawyer. First we need bail, then we need a lawyer. Yeah. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. right. For a huge number of people, um, that's, that's not even it's in the ba- realm of possibility. A bank breaker. Yeah, it's, um, you for know, example, if it's a crime thing, it, you, you're, you're going with a public defender. Yeah. And and we don't have money to bail anyone out, so you're going to be in there a few months so while you wait there. for trial. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess specifically for people who are in that class, there's just a sense of not ever being heard, of of not ever having a a voice in anything when they mm-hmm. can't even defend themselves. Or they, um, for another example, if. Uh, if I've got a business going and well, I, I fix printers for a living. And if some guy decided he's going to sue me, um, because maybe I did something to, I messed up something and he's oh. going to sue me. Uh, the business is now gone. I don't really have enough money to defend it. Mm-hmm. There isn't. The yeah, choice all you can do is, to... is put yourself in front of the judge and, and make your own statement of, of why you did what you did and why you think it was the right thing to do at the time. And then, right. and now you're at I the can mercy of the court. Maybe go start another business, maybe or something. Yeah, that, get right. hired by Amazon. Who knows? But there's a sense of no longer, no longer having any say in our future. And right. I think right. a huge number of people feel that way. No matter what class you're in, we've been feeling that way more and more because yeah, that's, our votes that's haven't true. That's mattered. That's a growing, uh, a growing sense that. And I think it's it's more. Uh, it's bigger to someone of a lower class. It gets worse yeah. and worse the lower you get. That sense of not really having any choices or having any say so in what happens f- first in our in our country, then in our communities, and finally in our own personal lives. And I think Trump Trump somehow gave people the feeling that yes, I do finally have a choice that. Mm-hmm. What what the little guy says still matters because Trump came to us for votes and he wasn't uh, he didn't try to hide it. He didn't uh, he didn't come to us under the radar or he didn't grandstand. He came to us the way we would expect a person who really wanted our votes to come to us. And uh, another example is in the pro-life community. He didn't hide his relationship with us and he's not mm-hmm. hiding his relationship with the Catholics <laughs> no. now. No. And I think that might be one of the biggest things that have uh, given people such strong loyalty to him. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that it translates into sort of a um, a more of a of a fraternal love is that he's not just um, he's not just giving people a sense of you're going to be able to have a little more certainty and control over, you know, in your sphere, your life, your, your community, uh, your country, because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And then you send me to Washington and then I'm going to control everything and fix everything and make everything play out the way that it needs to play out. It's not that kind of thing. That's exactly the kind of thing that the Democrats do. His is more of a sense of, Okay, send me to Washington, and I'm going to get rid of all the stuff that's there that has been in the way 
of you having control of your life. Right. Even to the point of... And I of, think that's why people love him. Even to the point of going to criminals and saying, um, we've got kind of an unfair situation here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to change that. Mm-hmm. Where other politicians have promised to do that, none of them have. Not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, that that's all I got. But I I felt like it should be said. Wait a minute! You I said thought, you had fourteen things. No, I said they had fourteen things. Well, I thought you were going to read all of them. I'll read them all. It it <laughs> drives it gets you mad. Are they, are uh, they do they get worse? <laughs> no, they're just all the same. Like America's oh, okay. obsession all... with entertainment and celebrities. That's why we love Trump. That's why we're loyal to uh, him because we're obsessed no. with celebrities. We we would not have the same thing for like we George hate Clooney or celebrities. Right? You know, we, we yeah, you know the Ronald Reagan didn't get elected president because he was an actor. He got elected no. president because he sounded real. And Tom Hanks could never get elected president. I don't think not uh, ever. Nope. Oprah Winfrey could. She probably nope. had a better chance than Tom Hanks, but uh, yeah, but no, no, that's not it. Um, nope, not even close. The you know what? All, all of this, all of these so-called excuses that people are making up, uh, in order to avoid the conclusion that there is a broad class of Americans who love America and who see in Trump hope for the America that they love. The, oh yeah, all of these attempts yeah, to get out of that are part of a thing. Uh, I, the, the best description that I've heard, I think it was coined by Scott Adams, the Dilbert creator, is. Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. And the way he explained it is that millions of people in the United States have been told before the election, before the 2016 election, that Trump was a white supremacist, racist, whatever. And therefore, of course, he's not going to get in. We're going to get our girl Hillary in, and then she's going to turn the United States into this wonderful uh, socialist um, utopia where everybody's economy is is controlled by the government and and everybody gets to uh eat for free and they don't have to work and so on yeah. and so forth whatever it is i don't know but um then trump actually got elected so now people are in this this sense of of um cognitive dissonance they know trump is a bad guy and they used to know that the average American Joe on the street that you interact with at the grocery store and, and the pizza place and the gas station are not bad guys. And now yeah. suddenly they're trying to reconcile those two things. Uh, and, and the first level of that Trump derangement syndrome was this, this sudden um, kind of a, a knee jerk. Well, gee, there must be a lot more racists among the average American than yeah. we ever thought. Yeah. And I think that that has fueled it it ha- wasn't the source it's, of because these critical race that. theories and stuff um and, and 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 identity politics started before trump ever came on the scene but it has fueled this this uh systemic racism and and white privilege and and critical yeah. race theory and all that kind of stuff it's kind of brought it up into people's minds oh well that explains it you know that everybody's really a racist at heart even though they don't know it and that's why they support trump and these other reasons you're coming up with are just as deranged and just as nonsensical. Right. But it's, it's the, for some, I mean, people cannot accept the obvious because in order to do so, they would have to give up 
one of their cherished beliefs, which is Trump is a bad guy. And they're doing all kinds of logical somersaults to to, to, to hold keep on to themselves that. Yeah. believing this. Right, convinced of that. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. Humans often overestimate their political expertise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that, I don't know. Just, you know, that's the... That's, the audacity that actually, of that statement. <laughs> but that just... I, I never thought of it this way, but but we referred to the almost cult-like um, behavior of the left in America today. And here's the thing. Normally, a cult is a cult arranged around a personality. You've got a cult of personality that everybody becomes loyal to. They, right. they will hinge it on an ideology often yeah. in order to, to you know help bring people in. Here we have a situation where there is a cult on the left that is arranged around an anti-personality. There, the, the whole left cult today in 2020, uh, you know, five years ago this wasn't the case, but to, in 2020 today the entire cult left is a cult of non-Trump. It, it, the whole thing That's is arranged true. around hatred of Trump. That's the cult. And they keep digging themselves in further and further. Exactly the way and, somebody in a cult will do. Yeah. Coming up with every excuse why this is, you know, he is the savior. Oh, he is the devil is what this one is. It's 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 an anti-cult, I, you know, in a very bad way. <laughs> How's this one? A misguided sense of entitlement. Huh? Uh, misguided. Oh, you know what? I, okay, I get I get that. I, let me let me explain where they come with that. So, okay, um, the left has a fascination with democracy, this concept of democracy, and what most people, most ordinary people in America, don't realize is that on the left, democracy has something of a little different meaning. Most people think that the word democracy just means you get to go vote for your rulers. And your government officials and so on and so forth. That's not actually democracy. That's a democratic approach to to selecting government leaders. But what we have in America is a constitutional republic, which means the government is an enforcer of certain basic natural rights of citizens. Right. And beyond that, doesn't get in the way of their lives. What a true democracy is, is that the majority gets to decide everything about everybody. So democracy, in the way that the left means it when they say Trump is a danger to democracy, and in the way that the left means it when they say, oh, he's being anti-democratic, and in the way that they intend it to be lived is this, we will all get together and we will vote for the people who will go into Washington or into our uh, various state capitals and enact the laws that control all of our lives according to a unified utopian vision. That's the democracy that they have in mind. And that's why when when they hear somebody, no, I don't want you controlling my life according to your utopian vision. Well, you just have a misguided sense of entitlement then. That's where that comes from. I I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I never thought I, about I, it that yeah. way. They, <laughs> that's what that is. They really do think that. They yeah. really do. Every little, every little aspect needs to be controlled by someone else, 
by the majority, which they can't imagine isn't living majority, a life that but... is not constructed for them by somebody from on top. Hmm. And I mean, and think about it. Who are the? I mean, okay, you've got the pawns in the streets, the, the the people who are going and rioting and that kind of stuff. They're just pawns. They're being manipulated. Who are the people driving this? They are the super rich whose whole lives have been constructed for them from the time they were babies. It's the only world they know. They can't conceive of a different world. Old, rich, white guys. For the most part. It's yeah. old money. It's not the, you know, that's the difference between old money and new money. Old money are people whose worlds were constructed for them, and they can't conceive of living any other way, so they think the whole world should work that way. New money, they had to get their money by working hard, the sweat of their brow, and that kind of stuff. They appreciate the value of self-reliance and self-determination and accountability and hard work and choosing your own path, and they want to support that. Yeah. Now, I think, ironically, Trump is actually an, a bit of an old money guy who seems to have much more of a new money ethic. <laughs> yeah. He, look, Trump's an anomaly. <laughs> Which is, he is strange. <laughs> he's not like he's, anything we've ever had. He uh, is an enigma. In Absolutely. Power. <laughs> um, he just because he is an old, rich, white guy, but mm -hmm. he's different. Uh, lack of exposure to dissimilar others. In other words, we're not around non-conservatives enough. Well, that's rich coming from the left. Yeah, because I don't... Because I, they... <laughs> who are the ones calling for safe spaces and campuses so I don't have to listen to opinions that might cause me to, to doubt some of my cherished beliefs? We it's have the left. like two or three media uh, outlets. Constantly. Uh, really, only... only it's like... Only one now, really. Only one popular <laughs> yeah, media. There's really outlet. one. AM with, radio with three is, three different heads. It. Oh, okay. You're talking uh, about a, a media outlet that's not beholden to, right? Like Fox yeah, News okay. is gone. Okay, and and nope, so yep, all the other gone. media is on the left, and all the shows mm -hmm. that they make are on the left. Yeah, they all carry leftist sympathies. We hear their dogma twenty four seven. I, you know, that's. And, you know, I, I, I posted this on Twitter earlier uh, in response to someone, but I read somewhere, and, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact thing or the exact context. You tell me if this is true. Um, liberals tend, because, I mean, you, you've had your various interactions with people that you could mm -hmm. say whether this seems true for you and maybe true for some other people you know. What I read is that liberals, and I'm talking about rich white liberals, um, tend to pro, to uh they tend to uh what's the word they give more um support and they are they're more comfortable that's a that's a good word liberals okay. are more comfortable with black people as a class and 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 talking about and dealing with them as a class of people in their minds than conservatives are and talking about the needs of black people and so on. Conservatives don't like to go there and talk about that. Right. But we, when it comes to actual individual interactions and, and being in groups and among people, conservatives are way more comfortable being among blacks than liberals are. The average one in, in yeah. compared with the rich white liberal. Yeah, right. definitely. Well, I would say even, even the rich white conservative 
is probably more comfortable. New money conservative who had to build his business from the ground up is probably a lot more comfortable being around black people than an old money rich white liberal. Yeah, you're definitely right there. Um, and I, I mean... So it's like... I hear, and then for them, oh, well, the reason you support Trump is because you haven't been around enough different kind of people. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> for example, I hear uh, back when uh, the George Floyd thing was going on. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this, I, I I heard it from several people. There were people like us who said, no, nah, I, I just, I don't believe that this racism exists. I don't think this guy was even a racist. And I we don't think. We were even critical of the police. Cops But we are, said, but it's not racism, guys. Yeah. I don't believe cops, cops are human. Are They're given to petty tyranny. Or a lot of them are. Every human's going to be given over to that. It's going to have those temptations. The more liberal uh, white, the more liberal the white guys I talked to were, the mm-hmm. more they seemed to think that yeah. it was mainly because of racism, that cops are racist. They don't know any cops who are racist, <laughs> but they believe that cops are racist. And they probably don't know any cops because that's their the lives thing. have been insulated. Right. <laughs> they haven't they've been never, enough, around enough different kinds of people. <laughs> they've never been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've been in their, their, their protected safe space college classrooms constructed by their parents who paid various college admission boards to get them into school. <laughs> yeah. And from that vantage point, they can say, yeah, cops are racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what else do we got here? Uh, of course, we got the conspiracy theories. It's because Trump spreads conspiracy theories. I don't I don't think they're he? just theories anymore. I can't, re- I can't remember any conspiracy theories that he's spread. Well, he said it was a rigged There's- election. Well, yeah, but that's not now, a conspiracy theory. And now theory. look. That's just a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a, okay, this doesn't make sense, This is what that, that's, that's right. just looking at numbers and math and statistics and probability. There's no conspiracy theory there. Right. He said, hey, this doesn't make sense. Let's look closer. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's some problems. Let's look closer. Ooh, mm-hmm. there's really some problems. That's all that is. Okay, th- get this one. Authoritarianism. Now, so, this is how I don't even understand what that is, but what, authoritarianism what is is, refers to the advocacy or enforcement of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom and is commonly so, associated with a lack of concern for the opinions or needs of others. Sounds like the left to me. Yeah. I mean, that's the exact opposite of what they were I mean, which, which, talking about which before. Which side of the cultural... Uh, you know, war that we've been having has consistently, after failures to accomplish legislative victories, decided to take a path instead to our Supreme Court and get nine people to issue a ruling that now had to determine how everybody else in the country lived. Yeah. Which group has done that? Not the conservatives. Yeah. It's the liberals. It's not the Trump supporters. The good old LGBTQRS crowd. LGBTQPZ. And- I always add the PZ there because what's coming next is Pedo and Zuo. Those are going to be added to the LGBT. Zuo as in bestiality? Animals, that's right. That, yeah. That's coming. Wow. They're, going to, inst- I, they're, they're yeah. going to be added to the alphabet soup. And Pedo is it. practically already there. Yeah, I know it. You're seeing it more and more. Um, okay, I think I, I've, 
I've addressed them all now. I've brought yeah, them all up, I'm and a, most a lot of them contradict each other. They're all stupid. None of them are They're right. Stupid, really. Yeah. In the stri- in the in the sense that we would think, some of them kind of border on it, but they don't understand why. Right. Right. That's the, that's the thing. It's like you have to first start with realizing that there are people who are patriotic, who love their country. That's. I think that's the before one you big can get thing. anywhere. They don't and understand. Is completely missing that. They, they don't even get the concept of that. Here's the thing: the very idea of having a country to them, I think, is well. That's 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 just an outmoded way of living. We have to get rid of anyway. I think that's right. where the left is coming from, largely. And every now and then, they have to be reminded that they are American, and they have to pretend to be patriotic. Right. Uh, I'm talking about the politicians now. And it's right. Yeah, the politicians. It's almost comical to, to watch. Give the yeah, <laughs> faking patriot. You don't. You cannot fake patriotism. Either it you have it or you don't. So badly. It's, yeah. It's so obvious that no one on the left does have it. Certainly mm-hmm. not Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't think he even knows what way, country you know, he's in. I, I don't. Yeah, he's he's so out of it most of the. But you know, aside from the. I gotta say this. I'm gonna say this on our podcast. You can mm-hmm. cut it if you want. But aside from policies and 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 um, stuff like that, that you know, Biden as a politician, um, both senator and and vice president, and so on and so forth, I, I can't help but get this really deep, visceral ick feeling every time I look at Biden. It's worse than Bill Clinton. I mean, Bill Clinton. You look yeah. at in. Oh man, he is such a buffoon. What did we? How could we possibly have put him in the White House? You know he's an why? Embarrassment. He, but with Biden, there's this really deep revulsion I feel when I see him. I don't know where it comes from. There's, I and I I believe that it has something to do with him. Yeah. Here's the thing about Bill Clinton. He was policy wise, he was bad in every way we can think of. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this. He did kind of have the American attitude, though. Oh, right. He was. We'll do he it. Was We're going to figure it out. Aspirin factories while he was getting a Lewinsky, and then covering that up with a bunch of other stuff. The the, the I don't care. I'm doing what I want to do. Attitude. Yeah, that is kind of American. Now he. That's true. He had it the wrong way. You know, he was a bad it, American president. Yeah, it, it's Obama's going to be a Chinese uh, puppet president. Throughout our history, we have—I mean, not Obama. Uh, Biden's going to be a Biden, Chinese puppet yeah. president. Yeah, but uh, throughout our history, we have bad Americans and good Americans who were very much like each other. Look, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of his yeah, name. I guess I guess the, you could say the FDR president was of the like Confederacy. Uh, oh. Um, Why can't I think of his name? Jefferson. Davis. Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis Mm -hmm. and Abraham Lincoln. They were both American. They were both, hey, we're going to win. And, uh, but they were just, they were, one guy was bad, you know? He believed we should own people. And so, yeah. (laughs) But you're right. Yeah, they both came from that kind of uniquely American ethic. Yeah. Um, but first of all, well, Obama fell short here because he bowed down to other countries and that's really my biggest beef with him is that he was a wimp. Um, 
he would have people droned and he would have he would have his enemy uh you know like sniped by drones but and he did send some people to war but he would go in front of them and he would bow down to them that made me sick yeah and he wouldn't stand up to china and i guess at all i guess uh bill clinton didn't either but it was for different reasons uh, well, he didn't stand up to China, and he's the one that let ISIS grow into a uh, yeah a, a real force. And you know what? Under Biden, ISIS is going to return. Yeah, yeah, and, and all those terrorist attacks that happened in America during Obama's term. Um, no, they didn't stop completainly with Trump, but oh my gosh, they've slowed down so much. Yeah, At the beginning of Trump's uh, presidency, it was like every week there was a new shooting. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about one a couple of weeks ago, but that, we hardly have them anymore. And now most of them are just against Christians. But in, during Obama's reign, most of them were just flat out Muslims. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Obama, or Biden is, uh, you might compare them to like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, Bill Clinton was kind of, he was kind of like the ugly. He, he wasn't like real calculated. Cool. He would just, he was... Into his own pleasure, and that's it. Yeah. And so you would call that bad, but more than anything, it's just selfish. Right. And Obama was maybe a little bit more calculated, and uh, he was more like the bad. But yeah, Biden he is, is – I he doesn't even fit in there. I, yeah, I don't I, – it's just – you know, I, I have a feeling that if, if people knew – I, I don't know. I got to think there there is just something that really turns me off about Biden. He he he. OK, I'm going to say that there's there was a priest when I moved into North Vernon um, at the church. Uh, it was the main church in North Vernon, St. Mary's. They had two kind of like satellite churches. They were all all three churches were always kind of served by the same priest. But there's St. Mary's. And then in one direction, there was St. Joseph, which is where we usually went. And the other direction was St. Anne's. Um, yeah. But St. Mary's Church had this this priest who was the pastor there. Every time I went to Mass there, I had to go to Mass sometimes, and sometimes that was the only one I could get to. But every time I went to Mass there, I felt like I needed to get a shower afterwards. Really? Now, we move out of North Vernon up into uh, uh, Noblesville, then Shelbyville. Fast forward some years um and I don't know whether it was while I was in Westchester or after that when I was in Michigan, but I, you know, saw a um, online Catholic news report about that priest um, being a guy who was uh, diddling young girls. One of those. Can I can I say that on our podcast? Yeah. I, he was yeah. molesting young girls. He was that. I get that feeling when I look at Obama at, at uh, Biden that I got when I looked at that priest. Except it's like a hundredfold, right? Now I don't He's know got... how I knew that that priest was a creep. I have no idea. It was just something that, yeah, boy, he's he's icky. I don't know why I know that, but I know that he's icky a hundredfold for Biden. Yeah. Now well, I was right had about all the, the videos priest. of him sniffing everyone's hair and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that while we were he's talking. Just a big old weirdo. <laughs> yeah. We we just got to keep praying for this and. Let's hope that Trump never backs down. I mean, yeah. I Here's the thing, I think he would be a fool to leave the White House no matter what because 
they're going to come after him. They are not going to let him live his life out in peace. Well, he that's true be because he gets jail. out of the White House, um, and they're going to they're going to concoct some some you know. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> Can people I say already. It? They're going to they're going to come come with trumped up charges. <laughs> yeah, they're going to trump up charges against him and. Yeah, I, ironic that that's bored for right. that. <laughs> but he, but no, he that's, might have a I trump mean, with, card. With everything that he knows now, it could be. I certainly hope. Right he now, does. he's got a trump card because he's president. Yeah, but yeah, let's let's hope that that uh, you know either something happens to really unmask everything so that he can stay in the White House, or that somehow he has a a like you say a trump card. That will keep him alive and and free. Right. After all he's done for us so far, even if even if he ends up being thrown out of the White House, after all he's done for us so far, we owe him so much thanks just for his yeah. service in the past. So four much years. gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did more than I think any other president has done since Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. It's and unfortunate. I think, yeah. It's just, it's so bad that 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 this is happening. It's unfortunate Biden will undo it all within the first year. Yeah, but he he did a lot. There, yeah, they could undo it all, but he did a lot. And he he on top of all the stuff that he did to hold back the left, he took our country to a place we never thought it could go again. Yeah, in manufacturing and in 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 everything. We're exporting energy. We we thought we had to get all of our oil from uh, Saudi Arabia. We thought we had to go fight wars in the desert in order to have oil and gasoline. To, yeah, have affordable oil. That's right. Now we're exporting energy. So, uh, yeah, we owe him a lot of thanks. All right. All right. Well, we ready guess, for uh, current yeah, events? Let's talk about current events. All right. You know, okay, there's something we didn't talk about. Uh, the Vatican nativity scene. Have you actually seen the uh, nativity scene? The Vatican's nativity scene? I, 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 I don't even know how to express how bad it is. Yeah. It is so ugly and, and so... It reminds me of... We, we, a few podcasts ago, I uh, sent you those pictures of those statue re restoration yeah yeah it's like that that looked childish bad this looks bad in another way though and yeah, i yeah it's, other it's like podcast deliberately have, ugly or something like that i don't yeah. know it is really really bad it is demonic and and i think it's just i i don't know what to say about it after that. And, and they played music when they unveiled it and the music was bad too oh really I didn't yeah, hear the music. Uh, I didn't watch the unveiling or anything like that. We were uh, we were driving to mass when uh, and I was playing Taylor Marshall, um, and he talked about it when when they first unveiled it. And I and so we went to a YouTube video at the unveiling and listened okay. to the music and looked at the video footage. And it was, uh, the music was bad. It was the whole thing. I don't know. Could you call it a fitting close to 2020? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the cap of all of 2020 ugliness and badness. Right. 
Problem is, we still that? have uh, Pope Francis. I know. Gosh, that. The, the, and they had. I mean, I understand that the Vatican nativity scenes have traditionally, you know, from time to time featured images of modern workers and, uh, you know, certain kinds of professions and that kind of stuff. That that doesn't bother me that they would do that. But they've yeah. got this. One of them is an astronaut, which is, I mean, a, yeah, the construction is bad, but it looks like there's an astronaut. And then behind him is some kind of like, uh, I don't know, Chinese Imperial Guard warrior kind of. Nobody gets it. No, nobody can really tell what supposed what to be that what. Is. Yeah, and and I guess the astronaut is supposed to be giving the moon to Jesus or something like that, as as though it's not already his. <laughs> it's so there's nothing it good you so can say about it. And and um, I guess I what the, did you see the nighttime picture of it? That's and, and what in the I middle, saw. Okay, so there's that big red blotch in the middle that looks like some kind of alien egg or something like that. I guess that's where they put the child Jesus once yeah, Christmas, Christmas arrived. Yeah, was, yeah, but it, it looked, looked like kind some of, kind of weird alien egg. It was yeah, it was, it was grotesque. Freaky. Yeah. Huh. So you know, in California, in L.A., uh, a thirty-year, a thirty-seven-year-old man killed. Okay, a thirty-seven-year-old man killed an eighty-two-year-old man in the hospital room for praying um he was praying and i guess the guy took offense to that and killed him and uh these were both covid19 patients and uh the guy's being charged with murder so i think he is being charged with a hate crime i don't know i don't know what that means i mean when you kill someone you kill them i don't you should be charged with murder, and that's pretty much it. But uh, at least they're being consistent about what a hate crime is. Um, so, okay, there's a statue of Breonna Taylor uh, in Oakland, California. Now, she was killed in Louisville, but there's a statue of her in Oakland, California, and somebody stole and smashed the uh, uh, statue. Now, it's... Whenever you read about it, they're talking about it as an act of racism. But I I haven't seen any uh, evidence that it is an act of racism. I mean, she's being hailed as a hero for Black Lives Matter. And and Black Lives Matters and Antifa, they're, they're smashing all kinds of statues. They're tearing them down and, and defiling everything. So the fact that this uh, woman's statue who... I don't know why you would have a statue of her anyway. I mean, I, she didn't do anything heroic or anything, but uh, it was stolen and smashed, and that's being talked about as an act of racism. I uh, also the the two cops who uh, were involved in the uh, in her death are have been fired. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I. It's possible that that there's some group of of local neo-nazis or something who decided to 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 do that but i I think it's more likely a group of people saying you guys are smashing all our statues you're tearing everything down now we're going to get one of yours the same way uh look they're painting black lives matter but normal people like us we don't do that yeah you know what i mean that's you're right it's okay but here's the thing: if you go, 
there are uh, streets with Black Lives Matter painted on them. And yeah. I, hey, I saw the video. This old black woman with a bucket of paint walking down the street, smearing the paint all over and hating on Black Lives Matter. Uh huh. So it, it's, it's not a racist thing. Because she doesn't be like being with, associated with, right. with communism and violence. And I, I saw the, uh, the black guy, uh, approaching all the barriers at, is it Chaz or Chad now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But tearing all the barriers down. And, uh, you know, so I, these people aren't racist. What makes you think the person who destroyed that rat statue is racist? Yeah. But the I, thing is that here's, here's, the, I mean, okay, she, she didn't do anything particular, but she also didn't do anything wrong. And so that's what makes me think okay. that it, it, it might just be, you know, some kind of real neo-Nazi local group or something like that. It's not like she represents a, you know, like Black Lives Matters out there doing things that are wrong. Yeah. And, and it's clear why people would want to, to, um, express their displeasure with that. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, all right. So the, uh, solar orbiter, uh, made its closest approach to, uh, Venus. And, uh, that sounds kind of neat, but all of the instruments are pointed at the sun. So it, it got oh, 47,000 okay. miles above the, the planet's cloud tops, um, which is as close as we, I, that's, that's not as close, close as we've ever gotten anything because we've sent, uh, we've sent satellites into Venus, haven't we? Um, I don't transmitting know if we information not. the entire time. I thought we did. I don't. I didn't. I don't know. Did okay. We? Well, anyway, uh, it made its closest because it's it's doing some loops around some of these planets to get itself closer to the sun. I would. I wouldn't think that. But would But it's be really necessary. a solar a solar instrument. I mean, it's it's trying to give us information. Yeah. About the sun. That's its purpose. Right. That's where we're headed, and that's where all the instruments were pointed as it got close to uh, Venus. So is this is this one of those? Is it gonna? Is the purpose of this one gonna be to orbit the sun a few times at at a close um, orbit, and then eventually decay into the sun and just keep transmitting as long as it can, or something like that? You know what? I'm not sure. I didn't look up that part. Um, they're doing loops around Venus, and normally they. Normally, they do these loops to pick up speed so that they could get faster and get out to their target sooner. But it just occurred to me they may need to pick up speed in order to maintain an orbit around the sun when it's that close to the sun. uh, Because as you get closer, your orbital speed has to increase. Right. Huh. That could be. Okay. Well, anyway. So it steals a little bit of momentum from the planet. Yeah. So we didn't get any pictures of Venus. But, oh well. Uh, so we've got the uh, United... I don't know. They passed the bill uh, for the $600 COVID relief funds. Uh, yeah. People and got that. They were and they're talking still, about doing $2,000 as a follow-up. Yeah, they're still talking about that. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I don't... You know, it, it would fix everything if they just opened things up again. But yeah, people. Pe- nobody need. I mean, okay, I'm not going to say nobody needs, but as a general population, we don't need six hundred dollars. We don't need two thousand dollars. We need to return to work. That's yeah. what we need. That's the big. That thing. That will fix it. 
So Russia has just finished a natural gas pipeline into Germany. Okay. Uh, Are they going to trade? Why is gas Russia? With why Germany is Germany or? buying uh, gas from or anything from uh, from Russia? Germany from Russia. That's because they're selling it I cheap. Know. Yeah, Trump said something about that a while ago, and I I thought maybe they had backed off, but I guess not. Oh. You know, this isn't. This is something that people ought to just keep in mind. A court in China sentences a citizen journalist to four years in prison for picking quarrels and provoking trouble while uh, reporting during the COVID nineteen pandemic. I think maybe they were asking questions. Yeah, that's that's causing trouble in China. It, it yeah. that's tr- China's word for asking questions. Yeah, people, these liberals in America who are not. Of the ruling class, the the ones who are just sheep, really yeah. need to take a better look at this. We're headed yeah. to some serious yeah. trouble if we don't put a stop. If to China it. is arresting a journalist, it's probably because that journalist is doing something heroic and uh, praiseworthy. Yeah, I guess it was only a little bit heroic because he only got four years and he's not dead. Oh, so he's only yeah. <laughs> but heroic is heroic. Mm-hmm. Say uh, say a prayer to St. Thomas Beckett for him. That's right. Uh, so the U.S., we, we mentioned last week that they, uh, the National Defense Authorization Act for 2021, uh, Trump vetoed it, and they overrode his veto. 322 to 87. Uh, hmm. That's just That's just in the House. Does that have to happen in the Senate as well? I think so. Okay. Well... They did it, and it's 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 so bad because look these these companies like Twitter and YouTube you cannot call them platforms anymore. They are telling people what they're allowed to publish and what they're not allowed to publish. They are yeah. they are censoring and editing uh, information. That means they're not a platform anymore. They are they shouldn't be allowed to hide behind that, right? And they should not be above the law. Mm-hmm. But they are. So they should be uh, open to lawsuits for defamation and li- everything else that standard yeah. newspapers would be open for lawsuits regarding. Right. If they're going to do that. If they don't want to be open to those suits, they need to go back to being neutral, content neutral. I mean, okay, they ought to be able to censor and they ought to censor things based on you know, public decency. They shouldn't yeah. allow porn stuff like that. But and maybe certain to a certain degree, hate speech. I mean, nobody wants to go on YouTube and read the N word. But uh, yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to click it. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't, don't have force to, read you the to watch anything. Um, right. I'm, I'm thinking more. Or the, you know, the public decency the stuff would be for, for protecting kids. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, these days nobody worries about protecting kids from from. Uh, bad words yeah okay that's all i got all right i got a few things all of mine this time are from the latest issue of the new oxford review um so <laughs> this is kind of um i have to this is kind of interesting so a woman in california i don't know if she's the only one or setting some kind of uh record or something like this but um while she was not only pregnant, uh, but let's see, she was like very close. Uh, one week before her due date, 
she ran a mile in five minutes, 25 seconds. Now, I'm thinking of that from the baby's point of view. <laughs> I mean, it could be, you know, that it's very gentle and, and you know, because the amniotic fluid and that kind of stuff. But but at that close to birth, the, the, the baby has taken up most of the space in the womb here. And so I'm thinking if she's running, the... Okay, I'll wait till you get back and can comment. All right. <laughs> You'll have to cut a little bit out to get yourself in cleanly here. <laughs> so this is McKenna okay, Miley, 28 I, I know what old. was going on there. Uh, Her husband better she couldn't do it. That's what was going no, on. No. <laughs> okay. Shut the door. Um, this is her wanting to induce labor because she's tired of carrying around this kid. She says this kid's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna get him to drop out of me. <laughs> yeah, this baby's coming out now. That's I will right. run until it comes out. Until he falls out. <laughs> It's really not all that impressive. Well, I have seen pregnant women do some amazing things. I have been punched by a pregnant person. <laughs> they have the strength of men at that stage. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's something, I don't know, about the pregnancy hormone that, that acts like a, uh, like a, uh, um, adrenaline or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the uh, that last week they're like the female Hulk. That's right. <laughs> they gotta be, I guess, to to do that. I can't even think about that without getting a uh, woozy. But mm -hmm. okay, okay. Uh, next, um, so a uh, woman uh, Judy Kashner's death in 2019 came as quite a shock, especially to Judy Kashner. Oh, a woman, okay. her name, Judy Kashner. Yeah, her death came as a shock to her. Uh, she got a, a she got a letter from her bank. We're sorry for your loss, and understand this is a different difficult time for you. <laughs> <laughs> a bank sent a letter to a dead. Hey, we're sorry, you're dead. Customer. <laughs> Actually, it was it was addressed to her estate. It said the credit card okay. payments that it received would be applied to transactions made after her death. If this was not your intent, please call us. <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name? Abe, Abe Vigoda? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. I think that's his name. Uh, he played... Uh, I can't think of his name. Fish. He played, he played Fish in Barney Miller, and he played uh, oh, okay. Tessio. Mm -hmm. I know in, who you uh, mean, yeah. The Godfather. The the Godfather, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I mean, after he did a sitcom for a little while, and then he just kind of disappeared, and then he, he somebody rumored that he was dead, and then he came on one of those late-night shows, and he said reports of uh, Abe Vigoda's death were premature. <laughs> been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> well, this woman, she was trying to refinance her home, but... Because she was considered dead, they couldn't count her income. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go in and, and sign a declaration of life. <laughs> there, there's got to be some kind of tax break that she can get I out don't of know. This. That's right. Uh, if I'm dead, I shouldn't have to pay as much taxes or something, right? Right. <laughs> 
yeah, and my husband gets the estate now tax-free or, well, nowadays they come after you for that, too. Yeah. So. Okay, so the uh, next two, they're, they're kind of related because they, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, why do countries' legislative bodies bother with this? You know, don't they have something else to worry about? Uh, first, yeah. in Ireland, uh, it turns out that Subway restaurants are actually candy stores. Oh my gosh, uh, you're stealing. Huh? I did that one. I did that one. You like, did that one? Yeah, like three or four months ago. Okay, because of why? Well, you know what? Do it again. Because it's candy. <laughs> so they're going to tax it like... They won't tax bread, they'll tax candy. Okay, that was it. You did that one. Okay, well, that's yeah. actually, that was it then. So, okay. yeah, so because of they, they're not allowed to call it bread, it's it's a confectionery. Well, yeah. at the same time, I've got here in Europe, the European Parliament recently voted on whether or not a veggie burger is allowed to be called a burger. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> exactly. I mean, okay, they actually ruled that it could be. Even though they're still withholding permission to for alternative yeah, other things like like almond milk can't just call itself milk and and would it, stuff like that, but why are they why are there laws about this stuff? Why is that a discussion? I, exactly, exactly. Why it's where is it? So you say petty. the European Union? Yeah, the European okay. Parliament, the EU Parliament, and, and the leaders can't figure out why Brexit happened. Which still hasn't exactly. happened. It was just voted <laughs> okay, on. But guys. it was like, you people are Brexit, morons. It's like, okay, England finally figured out that, that there are a bunch of morons over on the mainland. And they said, we're out of here, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Brexit was... I mean, we all know this. Brexit was England's uh, Trump vote, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's happening yeah. all over the world. And uh, let's just... Let's just hope it doesn't die, because this is people fighting backs against globalism. Oh, and by the way, did, did you... No, we, sh- we should have covered this earlier. Uh, Trump is, is was, in the latest Gallup poll, he's, uh, he's now replaced Obama as the most admired man in the world. Or at least, let's yeah, say, I the U.S. That. or the world. Yeah. You heard that? Um, I have heard that, yeah. As most I, admired man. It, ironically, really Michelle surprising. Obama is the most admired woman. <laughs> I guess for putting up with Obama? That. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think uh, Melania Trump has twice as much class as Absolutely. Uh, she's, she's... Michelle Obama did. Yeah. And I also saw that, uh, I, I forget where I saw it, but it was like I was watching this, this video of, and they were carrying around signs. Some of them were written in Japanese, but some of them were English, so you could read them, and it was this big March Trump Trump March rally in Japan. Yeah, they're happening all over the world. The world loves Trump, and yeah. the world is scared right now mm-hmm. that that we're not going to fight this out. The world understands what's going to happen to the world if uh, if we lose this battle. I I think the world understands it better than Americans do. You know that's probably true. That's and probably I, true. Because I mean, America has been on... sheltered from a lot of the really bad stuff that can yeah. happen under a bad regime. Right. It's always been over there that we send our boys to help with the trouble and so forth. Um, 
And so we don't know how bad it can get. Vicky spends a lot of time on places like Reddit where she talks with people from all these different countries. And mm -hmm. that's a lot of them are saying that it's just it, it, this is going to be terrible if America doesn't win. Meaning so if Trump at, doesn't win. Right, right. All right. Last one. Um, in the British at a British wildlife park, um, they had to go and separate five parrots that were brought in because they were all swearing at people who were walking by. Really? <laughs> Is that true? The park's chief executive, Steve Nichols, said, I get called a fat twat every time I walk past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since that's a British word, maybe we can say that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's uh, right. He said lots of them are, are, are saying F off. And uh Somebody and then, but he said them. they'll say any foul thing you can think of. They're they're just disgusting. So they have to. I guess what they do is they separate them, and after a while, they they lose their memory oh. of the words that they know. But as long as those are together, they keep reinforcing each other. Okay, <laughs> like maybe one parrot taught the rest of them all the dirty words. Something, I think something like that. Because uh, I mean, and and they said they they deal with it. Um, you know couple times a year maybe they'll get a parrot in and and people always you know curse around parrots in their homes and so yeah. the parrots pick up the words or, and uh, they people just think isolate. it's funny to teach the bird bad words the bad I bad mean, words is like, yeah it's kind talking of a, bird kind of a juvenile humor i suppose yeah but uh, they just isolate them for a little while and things are okay but they said that they've been coming a little bit faster i guess covid has something to do with people um, I don't know, not feeling like they can take care of a bird or something. I don't know what it is. But, okay. But they've gotten a whole bunch of them at once. <laughs> so it was becoming <laughs> And they get a together and, and have a cuss <laughs> yeah. fest. I think, I, I, well, parrots, they like live as long as people, don't they? So. Oh, do they really? Parrots? Almost, I think. So like if you wow. get one when you're like 40, you're going to die oh, before the parrot does. You'll have to, yeah, pass him to somebody, or 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 either that, or he goes into a, yeah. a reserve like this. Okay. And if if nobody can take care of it, it's like okay, we got to do something with it. It'd be a shame to just kill it, so it probably goes to a zoo. So that 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 common you know pirate trope of a of a bird on his shoulder that's a lifelong companion that's probably more real than anybody realizes. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was at Wendy's once, and there was a guy. In the drive-thru, with his arms sticking out the window the way you would when you're mm -hmm. sitting at a drive-thru, and there was a giant parrot on his arm. I had no idea wow. parrots were this big. <laughs> this thing... Oh, they can with, get really big, yeah. Without the tail, was seemed like... It looked like an eagle. It looked like mm -hmm. a colorful eagle. But um, I he didn't have it tied down or anything. It was just sitting there on his arm, yeah. and then... Uh, I get he was showing off, you know, but yeah, it was yeah. pretty neat. I think they can clip certain feathers that make it difficult for them to fly. Yeah. Um, so they can't fully fly away. Of course, now you say, well, he, he looked as big as an eagle. Um, you probably then are, you know, need to see an eagle and see how big they really are. Yeah, I know. I've never been up close <laughs> to an eagle. Uh, I, can, only... I remember a couple times going to the zoo and they talked about the eagle that they have there, the bald eagle, and the eagle was nesting and stuff like that. And it's, I saw I it, but it was glimpse. far away. Oh, I never even caught a glimpse. That, so I, I, no I saw the golden eagle. They had one. 
I've, oh, okay, okay. I've only seen a bald eagle twice. Both times were in the wild, and they were flying. So, was it at the gorge? No, one was... Uh, we have a fishing spot kind of close to camp. It's actually in Shawnee Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it, it's on the Whitewater slash Miami River right after they join up. And um, we were fishing, and, and we saw it uh, fly over the river, fly over. It oh, okay. was really high up. And then yeah. uh, one time I was on my way back from Canton, Ohio, uh, and it's weird how when you see them flying, you know that it's a bald eagle. You're not mistaken. Like, you mm-hmm. might see birds and think, maybe that's a bald eagle. But when you actually see one, oh, my gosh, it's a bald eagle. And it's So it's exciting. like it matches the, the caricature that, that, that right. you know, you, you see in, in, like, American emblems and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't choose the turkey to be our national bird. <laughs> I think that was yeah. Ben, ben Franklin, Franklin had a lot of things that. right, but that wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, but the eagle it it is such a majestic bird. It is, mm-hmm. and that's me seeing it fly overhead of me, and I'm like I'm on the highway, and I get excited, and I pull over to try to get a better view, maybe get a picture. But by then, it was gone. But Oh, okay. uh, I was really excited to see one, too. So I've never now. seen one in person. It, uh, yeah, I've seen. I, I, there's, there's a nest of them uh, at around the Whitewater River, and for a while, some lady had a, a cam trained on them. So they I just, had, just they had eaglets. Type this into Google. Bald eagle can have a wingspan up to seven and a half feet. Damn, that's big. That's taller than Dad. Yeah, that's a big bird. Yeah. So, okay, is that all we got then? That's all I've got. All right. Well, folks, uh, think about what we said. And hey, if anything else in your prayers this week, aside from praying for the country, which we're all doing, say a prayer of thanks for the work Donald Trump has done. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we may be losing Trump now. Be grateful for the last four years. Yeah. E- there even were good if all years. it did is is wake enough of us up that that you know when it comes time to roll up our sleeves and dig in and 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 uh you know go to work to to try to save the country uh you know if it comes to that be grateful at at least yeah at least we know we're not alone now uh yeah we saw each other in these giant trump rallies and uh we know that we know that there are other patriotic people out there who love America no longer, and who uh, want to yeah, try to preserve Walking around her. thinking, am, am, am I the only person in the country who's who's left who's not a, a complete idiot anymore? It, yeah. Yeah. The, the, we, there's lots of us out there now. And we know so that. So thank God for Trump. Uh, but uh, as always, circle the beads. Circle the beads. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.